The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine. Hi, my name is Ben Ferris and I'm the editor of The Business Travel Magazine and I'd like to welcome you to our latest Business Travel Podcast. Today is the first in a series of podcasts relating to our Business Travel Ambassadors campaign and I'm delighted to be welcoming a mother and daughter, Pauline and Tora Houston. Um, who are going to talk to me about their, their careers and basically we're trying to establish why Toria followed in her mother's footsteps and ended up in the in the travel industry. So Pauline, start, start by telling me a bit about your your own your journey in business travel. So I I I started not long after leaving school um, and I went to hotel school in the Channel Islands and I was there for a couple of years and obtained my management certificate and then returned to the UK. Um, I actually came away from hotels and went into, uh, I was with British Airways for a time, and then went back to hotels, um, predominantly with um, uh, De Vere Hotels and Thistle Hotels, and uh, up to board level at De Vere. And then to um, from there, I went to uh, TMC Arena, working with uh, CWT, American Express, and then more latterly, BCD, uh, before joining Salvador uh, nearly three years ago as part wow. of their senior leadership team. You've done the whole, pretty much on every sector of the industry. Is there anywhere you haven't worked in yet? Yeah, I haven't done car rental, but Victoria done that in my place. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Brilliant. So, so Tori, tell us about your journey so far. Um, it has been short so far, but but incredible so far. Um, unfortunately, I inherited a little bit of a stubborn trait from a certain parent, and um, my my mum tried to get me to join the travel industry when I was much younger. It was a solid no, and I can admit I was a little bit short sighted and nervous. I thought you had to be an expert to come into the industry. Um, but as I, I kind of started to go through my own career and in, in different industries, um, I think my mum spotted that my passions really aligned within uh, with the travel industry, and um, eventually I gave into the the pestering just to give it a shot. And I always said to my mum, I really wanted to be in a role where I could I could have a positive impact. I'd be leaving a, a good mark on the world. And to have the opportunity to come into the travel industry through the door of sustainability um, has has been incredible. And I've been with Trees for Travel now for, gosh, it's it's possibly a year and a half now. It's really not been long at all, um, but it's been incredible. And I've learned so much, so many acronyms in this industry, but I've learned so much and it's it's just been incredible so far. Which other industries did you work in before you you decided to try travel? So I was in um, retail for quite a bit, and I also i i did um, did my stint in car rental. I worked with Enterprise Rent Car as well, which was great. Um, but it was mainly retail. I mainly stuck to roles of management, um, but I was trying to work in areas where I was. It was a force for good, so. Retailers such as Lush, where you you know it is retail for good, and and they're invested in the right areas and and the right um, and social impact. So, so you say you were quite stubborn, and you and you went against what your mum was 
um, advising you or, or preferring you to do? Why, why was that? What, what, what was it you, you were put off by? Was it just purely because your mum was in it and you just didn't want, you wanted to make your own path? <laughs> there was a part of that. There was a part of me that was reluctant to only come in because of who my mum was, um, which definitely isn't the case in this situation. Um, I, you know, we're on entirely different paths now. Um, both, you know, making a mark in the travel industry. But to be completely honest, I, it just seemed to be quite a daunting industry at first. I I can't say that I, I've been very lucky with the, you know, the, the places in the world my mum's been able to take us, but I can't say I'd experienced travel to that level and um, to be able to confidently come in and say I knew everything about the travel industry and could advise others um, on, you know, the best actions to take which was, yeah, as I said, very short-sighted of me because you don't go into in any industry with, you know, complete knowledge of it. You don't get hired because you're 100% ready for a role. You get hired because of your potential. And, um, you know, eventually I, I did, through my, my retail career, ended up taking on a role where I was travelling a lot and I started to experience very similar you know, responsibilities as to those that you would experience in the travel industry. And when my mum sat me down and, and spoke me through how it was so similar and how I could come into the industry, it just it just made sense. But to be completely honest, it was it was just quite daunting and I was a little bit nervous. I think I'd created it to be this monster in my head when it really isn't. And, and you mentioned that you were travelling a lot and obviously taking advantage of, you, of your mum being in the industry. So talk me through your childhood. What do you remember of, of your mum and her job and, and the impact it had on your family life? There was a big impact. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was a big impact. Um, I remember from a young age, how we were being raised and how we were growing up was incredibly different to my friends and all the other kids in school. You know, as an adult, I can look back on it and see how difficult that must have been for my mum at that time. You know, when when all the other kids, it was their mums picking them up or their mums making their packed lunches and it was that was kind of the given and it was frowned upon not even just in any you know the travel industry just anywhere for the mum not to be the primary caregiver and for our dad to step into that role was something as a child I I just didn't even think of but as an adult looking back then that was such a massive thing for my mum to do and I think if there was any industry that would create that space to break the mould now being in the travel industry I understand how my mum was able to do that Um, and it's it has been, it's really raised us to see the world in a different way. We, ha- we have the choice. We can be the primary caregiver. We can be the one going out and working or we can do both. Um, but we did, there was many benefits. We, that It wasn't a sob story. It was There were so many benefits. We got to go see the world and there was trips that we maybe could have never gone on if, if my mom was in another industry or if my mom was the primary caregiver. Um, so we were very lucky and very fortunate and it's not really until you're an adult you look back on these things and really appreciate what was done for us. So it was a very different childhood, but a, a great one. I can't complain at all. I'm sure. And and Pauline, did you always want to get into travel? What's what's your what's your uh, background with? Yeah, I think I, I always had a wanderlust from a very young age. Um, two of my older siblings had you know, left the nest and went off and and worked overseas. And I think that just created a desire in me. Um, And then I think just once I stepped on a plane, there was nothing else that was going to come close. You know, I was never going to be 
a nine to five person. I remember being offered a role with the Scottish um, Tourist Board and I was told that um, my market would be America, Canada. Um, and then I asked, you know, so how many days would I expect be expected to be in the office? And they looked at me with wonder as if to say, you're going to be in the office every day from nine to five. And I just thought, this isn't for me. That, that, was, that, that was not because I, I love the variety of travel that no two weeks are the same. Sometimes no two days are the same. And that I have a very short attention span. And so that fits my personality really, really well. And, you know, I, I can get bored quite quickly. Um, so that variety is, is everything I need in a row. And the thought of being on the same train every day and, you know, having the same lunch every day and having the same, it, it just wouldn't sit well with me. You said the first time you went on a plane. Do you mind me asking how old you were when you first went on a plane? I was 17 and I had to get back from Jersey really quickly because my mother was unwell. So I had to fly from Jersey to Manchester on my own. Um, and Jersey is, and still isn't the best airport to fly from because you can get fog bound so quickly. So um, I think my flight was delayed for something like three hours. And I just thought, why do people do this? You know, when because I'd travel by train and boat to get to, to Jersey. Um, and, and I loved it. I just loved it. I, and my brother come to meet me at the airport and I just thought, you know, I, I can't wait to go back on the plane going back. So, yeah, I was 18 and it was a very short journey from Jersey to Manchester. When was your first kind of long haul trip, do you think? Can you um, it was the year I got married. My husband and I went to New York. So it's 1988. Wow. And, and Tori, how old were you? I'm guessing you were much younger. I don't think I could even walk yet. Um, I think we went to Disneyland Paris, is that right? When I was... Yeah, so your, that was your first flight, Disneyland Paris. Your first international, well, the long haul was when you were seven and we went yeah. to Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. So both for Disneyland, yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, I, I, one of the things we discussed, I think, before, Pauline, you and I, is that um these days you know in, in, back in back in our in our day if you can say that it was such a, a privilege to travel you know we I, I didn't travel till I was um probably in my teens either um and I think that's one of the things why I was attracted to working in travel because it gave me the freedom to to do that I guess it's different now for the younger generation because they've all so well traveled before they even leave school so do you think that's one of the issues that we've got with the industry that, that, that hasn't got that that appeal that it used to have maybe um, in, in, in previous generations? I do. I think there's, you know, when I look at, Victoria's very widely travelled, you know, she's been as far afield as Japan and Iceland and um, all over the US and, and, and most of Europe. And and I think that it's kind of, it, it's not so unattainable now. It's actually, and even with the current, challenges that we have with not having full inventory it's still fairly easy to to travel internationally as as, as a like in a younger generation so I don't think that um, the prestige 
that we felt that it carried is there today. I don't, I don't think. Um, but, you know, I could be wrong because there are still, when I, when I look, we have, within Salvador, we're very fortunate. We have quite a young demographic. Now we have a lot of placements every year come in. And I know that some of them have never travelled internationally. So it's not the case for everybody, I think. But there are, I would certainly say, a large percentage of younger generations have travelled overseas on multiple occasions as a standard, you know, even as a family holiday. Yeah. And, and Tori, you mentioned it already, but you, did, you came in really from a different angle. You wanted to get involved in the sustainability side of things. I mean, is that what attracted you to to the role it was it purely that yeah so there was it wasn't just for the the sake of sustainability although that was um that's something where my passions lie absolutely um but to see when I did when my mum and I sat down and and we were discussing the travel industry to see the passion that goes into it and the opportunities that are there you know even I've I've come into the travel industry post-pandemic so I'm I'm obviously seeing it in a very different way from you know how it could have been experienced before but it is one of for the, the industries that I have been able to be a part of this is one of the industries where I feel like change is just so welcomed and that could be a very different story to what it was like before um but coming in from sustainability it's I can, people are will, willing to have these conversations they know that they have to change their practices the way that they view things and my mum had mentioned that to me as we were having those conversations. You know, this is one of the industries that was hit the hardest by the pandemic. And look how it's bouncing back. You could be a part of that bounce back and you can help them get back on their feet. And that was a massive, you know, green light for me as well. Um, so really the, just the passion and the tenacity within the industry was something where I thought, OK, yeah, I could really get on board with this. And I, I love your job title. Can you tell me your job title? <laughs> Explain what yes. <laughs> senior partner hugger yes um we all wanted our roles to be relevant to trees um so yeah in other in other companies it might be called a business development manager i guess um but with trees for travel it's senior partner hugger definitely gets a lot of attention um especially when you're at conferences and it's on your badge people are looking at me what do you do <laughs> um but no it's, it's an incredible incredible team still very small but it's it's like a family so it's wonderful so definitely a good a good move you're, you're glad you listened to your mum yes as much as that might pain me to say yes <laughs> my mum was right <laughs> yeah, I have this recording please <laughs> and and do you think you'll be st be sticking on it obviously it's early days but do you think you'll you'll be sticking with the travel industry because we I mean as your mum would know most people that do eventually become part of the industry, very, very, very few of them actually leave. So do you think it'll be the same with you? Absolutely. I think in the position that I'm in where I can be a part of this industry and I can be, you know, out there leading the way to, to use it as a force for good, um, especially when there was such a sensitive link created between travel and climate change during the pandemic, to, to say that I am out there, you know, we're, we're out leading the way and making those changes is something I would never want to walk away from. Um, but the way in which I've been welcomed into this industry from people of all different parts of the industry, it's been incredible. And I can see why people don't leave. 
as much as you can be surrounded by competitors or people of a very different nature, it does end up feeling like one big family. You, and I imagine that's how it felt felt while you were going through the pandemic. You all wanted to keep each other going. Um, and you can feel that even in the aftermath. There, there just seems to be this solidarity. So, yeah, I can completely understand why people would stay and I can definitely see myself sticking with this industry. Excellent. So what do you both think that the industry needs to do to raise its profile and to try and um, showcase itself as, a, as a, a good career choice? You go first. Um, oh, thank you. Um, I, I would say that we need to get engaged at grassroots, grassroots level. Um, and so, you know, doing talks at schools, doing talks at career fairs, um, colleges, you know, creating these partnerships with education bodies and um, even lobbying at government level to the point where there are schemes that support, you know, younger generations coming into the travel industry on apprenticeships and, you know, making sure that that passion starts before they've even left school. Um there's still a large majority of children who will never get to university and nor do they need to because we need to to make it known that you don't need a degree to come into this industry. You need to have a passion, you need to have a willingness to work and an appetite to learn. Uh, and I think, you know, if we can harness that, what when what we haven't been good at in the past as an industry is going out there and beating our own drum. We just think that, you know, um, open the doors and they shall come. And and that's no longer the case. We are fighting for talent now, and we need to do it a little bit harder. Mm. And to just going back to the going into schools, Tori, were you, were you aware of the industry? Obviously, was there any, did anyone come, you were aware of the industry with your mother. Was there anything coming in into the school? Were, any, were, your, were your fellow students aware of the industry and what it does? Was there anything... No, I can't say there was. I only really knew about it because of my mum. And, and even then, when you people asked me what my mum did, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> describe it. I couldn't really, I, I didn't really understand it. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a big discussion when I was at school. And what do you think um, the industry needs to do? Um, kind of riding on the back of something that my mum said, you know, beating your own drum. There are so many different motivators for getting a job now it's not really just about funding yourself or your family people want to make sure they're working for the right people who have the the right ethics who are also going to provide work-life balance there's just so many factors now it's not just a paycheck and I think the travel industry it's ticking so many more boxes than I think it realizes and you should be beating that drum. There should be someone out there saying, you know, you can have work-life balance. You can actually go experience the world. There are so many benefits and they're doing it the right way. It's, it's ethical. There's sustainability coming in. It's This is one of the biggest industries and one of the industries that's relied on for both business and pleasure. And for you to be a part of that, it's no longer just a paycheck. We, we do need to beat our own drum and show people why you would be proud to work in this industry and, you know, for back in the day, my mum to be able to break that mould and to not have to be the primary caregiver because of how flexible, I guess, this industry could be. There's so many people out there who think that there are certain moulds they have to fit into, but 
those molds can be broken, especially in this industry. And I, I think that's something that should really be sold. Excellent. Well, thank you. It's been really, really enjoyable speaking to you both. Um, and, and this morning, so this is all on record now. So you can't deny any of it, Toria. <laughs> <laughs> As they always are. Thank you so much. And good luck in everything you, you do. And same to you, Paul, and I'll see, see you both soon. Thank you very much. For thank you. you. Thanks, Thanks very much. The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine.